0: It's just a weird concept. Do better, ChatGPT. Content writers become prompt writers. Content writers won't really exist anymore. ChatGPT is my personal assistant now. What are your secrets to scale?
1: On today's episode of the podcast, I have Brenton Thomas from Twibby Digital Marketing Agency on the show, and we chat about AI prompt writing. And it was super open-ended. We just kind of saw you know, where we went with the conversation, we ended up talking about SEO quite a bit. So, you know, if you're wondering, like, where does AI fit into SEO and can I use AI to write my blog post? Like, is that a good idea? Well, you'll have to listen to the rest of the episode to figure that out. Um, But let's jump into the show. Welcome to the show, Brenton. Super excited to have you, man. Tell us who you are and what you do.
0: I'm Brenton. I'm the founder and CEO of uh, Twibby Digital Marketing Agency, uh, based out of Portland, Oregon. And uh, our specialty is uh, Google Ads, you know, Facebook Ads, LinkedIn Ads, paid ads, uh, some SEO as well, and uh, a little bit of email marketing.
1: Awesome, man! So, how did you get into the agency world? What's your story? About
0: three years ago, during uh, the pandemic, I had got a, a director of uh, of marketing position at a software company, and it was you know six figures. It was exactly what I was looking for. It was, it was like just turned 30. I was like, I'm on track. And, um, and so they had spent three months, uh, trying to, um, bring me to the company. And then after three months, they let me go. And, uh, and then I was like, well, what am I going to do? Uh, so I spent about an hour, um, kind of complaining, calling people. And then after I was done with that, I was like, okay, let's, uh, let's dial into building a business. And, um, it's been wonderful ever since.
1: That's, that's awesome. I, I love that story. Cause you kind of just got forced into just Taping, taking like the faith right and I just want to ask you like would you have done it if you didn't just get completely screwed over by that company
0: definitely not I'm uh, very risk adverse and I think most people are right like you have um, like a lot of security through corporate it's a uh, like a predictable check you know the same amount every two weeks and I actually tried to start uh, two agencies in the past and I would always put them to the side to job jump to try to get an extra 20 K in my, uh, you know, corporate salary.
1: Dude, the agency role is difficult. Like it's, it's tough out there. Um, so yeah, props to you for, you know, figuring that out. And I'm super excited to dig into the topic for today, which is, you know, AI prompt writing specifically for e-commerce brands. Obviously I think this has probably helped you guys out a ton, right? With just writing ad copy and, and stuff like that. What are you guys using AI for and where are you seeing the most success? We'll,
0: we'll use it as like a, like a first round draft of like ad copy. Um, and then by the time we get through editing it, like myself and my team, and then we'll share it with the client and then they edit it some more. And then we're going back and forth on feedback. It's really not the original like AI piece that was spit out by like ChatGPT. Um, it's pretty different, but we'll use it for like a, a baseline. And since ChatGPT can't really scan web pages. Uh, we'll just copy the whole page, like all the text. you just start from the top and we'll just drag down and then we'll give it, um, instructions and then we'll say, and then use the following, um, content. We'll paste it into the, the prompt, uh, to help inform it.
1: Yeah. And that's good that you guys um just copy and paste it and use it because that's probably the worst thing you could possibly do. And I think that a lot of people do think that AI yeah, is just like the secret tool to like not have to work. Right. <laughs> And, and it's a it's a travesty, right? Because like if you don't have a lot of deep experience in strategy and positioning and copywriting, you may not be able to tell the difference between good copy, and bad copy. You can just take what they give you and run with it. Terrible, not not good, not good at all. Um, I do want to mention just like really, really newly, recently released with um, the new version of ChatGPT, They can scan web pages now. They can. Okay, it's always
0: updating and they got um, like plugins essentially that they're starting to launch. And yeah, there's, there's a lot of updates.
1: Yeah, isn't it crazy? I mean, like, how long has OpenAI been around? Like, less than a year, right? And just think about how far it's come during that time. Some people don't believe in AI. And, you know, I, I find myself a little skeptical about it at times. But to me, it's just like it makes things more efficient, right? And there are some things that ChatGPT can do pretty well. That um, doesn't require a whole lot of editing, but anything that's going to be like used in marketing materials or on websites or anything like that, like definitely requires you know some some human intervention in there. Um, and, I, and I've talked about this before, but I actually use ChatGPT to write my podcast questions, and I know I got those to you a little late, um, but you really can't tell the difference. And ChatGPT actually, in some ways, does a better job than I could at writing those questions with very little effort, but I think a lot of it does come down to the prompt that you use. So can you walk us through that just a little bit? Like what prompts are you using? How are you training AI to get the outputs that you want?
0: Yeah. So we're using um, AI to uh, specifically chat GPT to write blog posts. And then we um, would have it write the blog posts, but uh, we wanted it to be Yoast compliant, right? So all the green stars or checks, um, all the, SEO folks definitely know what that is. And so, uh, and we wanted it to spit it out so that it very little editing, so that it would just uh, fulfill what Yoast is looking for. And so, what we would do was uh, the first prompt was just talking about like what agency you work for, which is our agency. And so, that's basically the first prompt, just describing who the bot is and where they work. And then the second prompt is uh, you know, describing like the writing style. That's all. So you don't have to write anything yet, just confirm. And prompt one, you understand where you work. And then impromptu, just confirm uh, the writing style that we've set. And then we start asking it questions um, from there.
1: So have you tried testing, you know, training AI to be an employee at your agency versus being like someone that's like inside the brand? Does does that change anything at all? Uh, We have not tried that. I've
0: heard of that on podcasts. Like people are like, oh, yeah, like, like ChatGPT is my personal assistant now. And, uh, it's just a weird concept.
1: (laughs) Yeah, dude. Someone that I had on the podcast kind of recently was like just painting this clear picture of like what they think the future might be with AI and who knows how long down the road, but like my AI assistant might communicate with your AI assistant and that's how we'll like schedule a podcast interview, you know, like just craziness like that. Um, you know, I think one thing that comes to mind, like specifically with e-com and if you're using AI or not using AI is like, you know, keeping that brand voice intact when you're do, really doing anything on the marketing side, on the brand side, have you guys done anything there to like, try to make sure that's in check or is that mostly like you guys going in and tweaking it to, to get that output? Yeah, we,
0: we, um, chatgpt obviously is not the best at that. It's just, uh, you can try to describe quite a bit to it and it, it still just won't quite be on top of the brand usually. And, uh, and we're pretty picky about that. And so uh, usually for us as an agency, like we've spoken to the client a couple of times, we had a kickoff call, they fill out a questionnaire um, and then we'll refer to their website quite a bit. Like we assume you like your website, we would hope uh, as one of our clients. And so we'll just like pull all these phrases and, and use that to also teach us uh, to then update what ChatGPT spits out. So that's like phase one and then phase two is then showing it to the client and then they'll they'll really dial in to the brand voice
1: what are some limitations you're noticing we talked about brand voice um you know trying to get the exact like you know type of voice in the writing that can be a bit of a limitation what else have you noticed
0: uh let's see so sometimes uh when you ask it to uh keep it under a certain number of words it just like goes crazy and it's like it's like i thought i just said 500 words or less and then i'm like and i'll ask else i'll be like do you realize you went over? And it's like, oh, sorry. Let me try again. And then, like, usually <laughs> it'll get it right. But it's like that's a pretty like basic ask. I'm a little surprised sometimes that it just goes through that uh, requirement.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I've noticed that myself too. Actually, I was having it spit out some headlines for all the Black Friday ads that we were, you know, sprinting to get out at the last second. I'm like, all right, it needs to be below a sixty-character count. And it just kept giving me like half, half of it, and it's just like one-word headlines. So like, okay, do better, chat GPT.
0: And then, and then on the flip side, if you say at least this many words, it'll start. If you can't, like, um, if you can't reach that number, it'll just like uh, kind of like repeat itself, sort of. And it's like um, kind of like rambling. And it's like, okay, like just like let me know you can't get there. Like, just <laughs> just say that, and I'll I'll rephrase my prompt.
1: Okay, so let's let's talk about advantages. I think one of the things that ChatGPT does really well at, and this is an extremely underrated use case. the Rule of thumb with copywriting is like try try to get the point across in as few words as possible, right? So sometimes, like if I'm just like creating a landing page for for a client, I'll take like the verbiage that's like already on like their main website pages and I'll say say this in as few words as possible. You're giving it a very unique input and you get a very unique output, but it's just like takes all of that work out of it. And it actually turns out really, really well.
0: Pretty good use case. Okay. We don't um, build web pages, but we'll take that. We'll take some of the copy off the website and then use it for um, ad copy. So we kind of, we do do the same thing.
1: What a surprise to you with it, what AI has been able to do for you guys. I mean, obviously you go to AI and you just like see, okay, I'm going to see if AI can handle this. Like has anything just like blown you away? I was um, working
0: in, um, Ah, uh, Google uh, data studio or Looker studio now. And so I had to write some like formulas, some like regular expression formulas. And uh, I just, I just am not very good at it. I just don't have a lot of experience with it, but um, a client hired us to like build some reporting. And so it's like, um, there's it just like a couple of like um, fields in the report that needed like specific, like custom coding. And so I'm like Googling, I spent hours just like trying to Google how to do, um, how to include multiple strings of text uh, to be included into a single field on the report. And I uh, spent just numerous hours Googling it. And I was like, can ChatGPT do this? I don't know, it's kind of, it seems like a lot to ask of it. And so it uh, went in ChatGPT, asked it and it spit out the code. It didn't work at first. And then I had to explain more, like I'm using this inside of Google, uh, Google uh, Looker Studio. Um, can you adjust the code so that it it works specifically for it? And then, um, the second time it spit it out and I was like, man, I just saved, I wasted already like four hours, but I saved maybe another four.
1: Dude, I've been there, like the syntax for like trying to combine data sources and dimensions and metrics and Looker Studio, like makes absolutely no sense to me. So that's a, yeah, that's a really cool use case. And like it really enables like non-coders to be able to do basic, you know, technical tasks, right? I mean, you can have it generate CSS for like an email or a button on a website, like really simple coding tasks like that, honestly, are like so, so, so nice with ChatGPT. It's like good and bad, you know? know?
0: for like overall society it's like wow it's amazing and it's like oh this continues like what happens to a certain job
1: right yeah but i feel like that's still like you know kind of slippery slope thinking a little bit right because i think so many people are thinking about it in the wrong way where like i've personally spoken to people that think why do i need a blog writer anymore i have Chat gpt now and it's like well let's see how that works out for you right? Because like, like if it's that easy, um, I mean, why would you get rewarded for that? I mean, if like some people really think it's like, all right, write me a blog post about this, make it this many words, like, cool, done, publish it. Like they really think that it's, it's that simple, but like what people need to understand. And, and I know that it's like severely uneducated people that think that way, but if you're, putting in a, base, a basic input, you're going to get a very basic output. And that's what people need to understand. And in fact, I was talking to my wife about, about this the, the other day. She's in, she's in college, but she was so worried about getting in trouble for plagiarism because she used ChatGPT to reword parts of the paper that she was writing. And I was like, there's no way to detect something with AI written if you start with a unique input. That's, that's, that's the kicker here. Like if you say, all right, write me I me an article about basic seo strategies whatever it might be how many other people out there do you think like thought about that same thing like obviously you have competitors within any given topic right and and why would why do you think that your content should perform well if like if someone else might just be like using the exact same output in their post right what are your thoughts there i mean, Do you think AI is ever going to get to a point where it would ever like replace the content writer?
0: I think it could get to that point. Um, but I just think that the writer just becomes, um, like their role is just different, right? Like you need to, you gotta be a great prompt writer. Cause like to your point, um, in the very beginning, we're writing like really generic prompts and it would spit something out and then, uh, we'd go back and then like, for whatever reason, we, ha- we have to ask like a similar question because um, the first time we wrote uh, the prompt, this is really generic. And then we came back and wrote something similar that's generic and the responses are, are uh, very similar. And so everyone's gonna have like the same response to like that same generic prompt. So we had to get like pretty detailed. So I think it's just like prompt writing, like content writers become prompt writers and then also um, get the real world inputs to inform the prompts. And, and then they are talented prompt writers on top of that. I think that's the future.
1: My thought on that is I think content writers won't really exist anymore. I don't think it's AI replacing them. Like you said, I think their role changes, I think they become more of an editor. And I think they're going to be required to have like more high level strategy with what it is that they're trying to produce with AI. Gone will be the days of like low skilled content writers where they're handed an outline and they're told to use this list of keywords and they have no idea why they're writing what they're writing. Right? I think they'll be forced to understand big picture where this one writing task fits into the whole scheme of things with the overarching marketing strategy, right?
0: And another limitation of AI, and I I don't know how AI could get around this. There's probably ways in the future, but um, when we would ask ChatGPT to write a blog post, we always start with an outline first. We have it spit out the outline and we we basically tell it the topic based on keyword research. um, And then based on that topic, it gives us an outline with like six sections. Very often ChatGPT would say, Uh, like one of the um, headlines in the outline is like uh, examples of fill in the blank, like whatever topic or case studies of fill in the blank topic that we put into the prompt. And, uh, and then we would ask it to do it. And it has like filler, like company A does this. And it's like talking about some random company that doesn't exist. And it's like hallucinating. And so I, I don't know how AI would ever, Like, unless you can put, you have to input real world information into it, or maybe you have a um, case study page that you can feed into the prompt. Maybe that's the solution. But um, at least right now, ChatGPT is not good at that, and content writers would have to take control of that.
1: Yeah, I've barely messed around with the new feature that allows ChatGPT to crawl web pages. And I want to say it's only been like active for like a couple of weeks, but. That's such a game changer. I mean, think about like being a content strategist, and you're trying to rank for you know a topic, and you just feed AI you know the top ten results, and say make mine better. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and I and I think that's that's really the the silver lining here with what AI is going to do is just gonna like propel us forward so much in terms of like how we're improving everything. And if you think about it. Google played such a big role with that from an SEO perspective, because like their algorithm algorithm is designed to make people do better and put out better content over time, right? Imagine with AI behind that, like just how advanced our data and access to information is going to change. Yeah. And it
0: also makes it like way more competitive, right? Like everyone's pumping out content like crazy. It's
1: harder to rank. Yeah. In fact, I think, I think Google's actually a little pissed about it because um, recent algorithm updates are really catering more towards user generated content because Google doesn't like AI content. And there's tons of controversy about this. And I know my shit when it comes to SEO. So I think it's good that we're, we're chatting about this cause I don't get to Put my seo cap on too much on the podcast but it's your opinion on that i mean so many seos say different things like does google care about ai and i've always i've always been on the side of like google does not like ai because unless google can't tell it's ai right um google doesn't like shortcuts it's kind of like gaming the algorithm from their perspective
0: Yeah and my team we've um We've been uh, like researching it quite a bit, and then we find all these articles that says um, as long as it's high quality content, Google doesn't mind, which is fair. that great. That sounds good. And then um, when we publish our um, AI generated blog posts, it just doesn't have the same effect as like user like generated content. And so we're like, okay, well, like, are we being punished by Google, or, or are we not? We can't really tell because all the, everything we see is like from Google, it's like, we don't, as long as it's high quality, and then we'll look at like the top five spots um, for whatever we're trying to rank. And it's like our blog posts um, have like more in-depth information. It's 2000 words, um, internal, external links are, you know, it's like, it's got all of it. Uh, Maybe those other pages have backlinks associated with them, but uh, for content to content, our stack's higher in our opinion.
1: The algorithm's moving a little bit away from backlinks, and sorry for anyone listening that's like not appreciating how technical we're getting. We're kinda of SEO <laughs> over here. But links are becoming less and less important. Um, like very gradually. Like the quality of content is always going to be king. And I've always said, you know, content and backlinks are always the two main drivers of rankings, but I, you you've made a key point there and it's high quality content and if you know what makes high quality content and you're actually like developing a content marketing strategy and you're trying to provide value to your target market based on queries that they're searching for then you're fine but like that's that's not the point that Google's trying to make right um, it's the fact that if you're gonna put out 10,000 blog posts a day just to try to get as much traffic as you can eventually that's going to hurt you. And it's already happening. I mean, I am involved in so many SEO groups and people are complaining about these recent algorithm updates. But guess what? If you play SEO by the book and you play by the rules, those should not affect you. Those should actually maybe help you.
0: In Google, we do like a search for like tools that can uh, identify AI content and there's there's plenty of them. They're not like that advanced or anything. And we would like take our blog posts and drop it in, and like it gives you a percentage rating. The one we found, and it can tell pretty much right away. Even if we um, use uh, Grammarly to like edit some of our work, it's like it's like twenty percent AI generated. And we're like, oh, we just use Grammarly just to edit some of our work. So I, I'm sure Google can can tell.
1: I don't want to convey this message to like I'm against using AI because I'm not at all. I'm against just taking whatever AI gives you and using it. Um, If you're actually looking at it through the lens of a marketer and you're strategizing and you're really just like putting the customer at the center of everything that you're doing as opposed to the algorithm, you're fine. I mean, use it as a tool to speed things up and to make you better at what you do. But as far as I'm concerned, SEO has not changed one bit. you can use AI to speed up your job, that's it. If you're using it in the wrong way, eventually an algorithm update is going to come and kill your site. So um, maybe think yeah. about think, think about it twice before you you know get get lazy. Don't get lazy. Yeah,
0: yeah, and like there's just there's a million use cases. So you know maybe with like SEO, it's a it's a little tougher. You know I think we're still trying to figure that out how to like um, have the AI piece of content rank as if it was um, human written. Um, but like writing social media posts, like I'll I'll write a first draft. And I'll write it really, like really quickly with like uh, grammatical errors, and then just throw that in there, and it spits it out, and it's nice and pretty. And I just put a word cap on it. So there's, yeah. there's a million use cases outside of blog posts that it's like wonderful. Um, but, but with Google specifically, it's a it's a little bit a little bit
1: tougher. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And you know, every channel is going to be a little bit different. But Brent, I want to ask you, what are your secrets to scale?
0: I would say for our agency, um, we get a lot of referrals. Um, we definitely go like above and beyond it's, uh, it's harder to obtain a new client than to, uh, do a really good job with a current client. And then it leads to up sales. So we, we definitely, uh, probably work a lot harder than, uh, most agencies. And then, um, <clears throat> for our agency, we actually do some cold emailing and that, that brings in a good amount of um, revenue. And all we need is to get our foot in the door and then, um, you know, after six months, it leads to like additional deals and, uh, and so on.
1: Yeah, that's awesome, man. I just kind of want to like tie that back to e-commerce just a little bit. Like word of mouth is probably the most important channel for any business, right? And it's also the only channel that you can't really track either. So like, you know, taking care of your customers and, you know, focusing on retaining them, making them happy, that's a very important part of scaling any business.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's all about testing and learning. You just can't leave leave the same thing in the ad account for, you know, more than a month if it's not working. It probably less than that. So just got to just keep and always working on like um specifically like we're talking about like clients, helping them scale. Uh, always working on the backup plan, right? So like, just in case this doesn't work, we just pivot right into the next thing, and that that helps us scale pretty well.
1: Yeah, because I mean, as marketers, we don't have this. Formula that works every time. I mean, it's taking an educated guess, testing it, and then pivoting, and you just keep going until you start find something that works. So then that's what markers do. That's our, that's what we do. We're not rocket scientists, right? But anyways, Brent, and I want to thank you for taking the time to do this interview with me today. Is there Anything I didn't ask you that you'd like the audience to
0: know? Anyone listening uh, wants to learn more about what we do or about myself specifically and my journey, you can go to our website and you can reach out. Um, I look at every uh, Contact Us uh, submission. Thank you again, Brenton. All right. Thanks, Dan.